Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path, of his Guru Maharaji, and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanwala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. Thank you. Um, I have a long time, very consistent and super crappy meditation practice. But Terrific. It's really consistent. And, and on top of that, you have a long-term crappy evalu evaluative mind. <laughs> so um, the idea of aiming at a true life and aiming at my true self, I've been doing for um, quite a few years. Where's now. the Where's the target? Uh, this is my This is my question. I just want to know. Um, the first time that I heard you sing, I couldn't stop crying. I felt um, that bad, huh? That bad. Yeah. The. Um, commonality of the broken heart, you know, um, was just uh, unspeakable. Yeah. And, you know, in my unspeakably crappy practice, um, I just wonder if there's anything you can say about, I mean, the side effects are worth it, you know, the side effects of the practice are certainly worth it, yeah. but the so, aiming at the true self, the, um, the what you're seeking, anything you can say. Where are you aiming? It's everywhere. It's you. It's nothing to aim at. It's like, just be there in your crappy meditation. And as soon as you're not trying to get somewhere, it won't be so crappy. Notice, notice all that stuff. It's the noticing of it all. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to accomplish. It happened already. We're here. Now let's figure out what this is, or let's experience, find a way to experience what this is. It's not like you're going to be somebody else when you figure it out. You're already who you are. That's enough. So, instead, I don't know what particular crappy meditation practice you're doing, but whatever it is, you simply come back to your object of, of concentration. It's very difficult to do non, to do a meditation practice without concentration at first. You first have to be able to kind of calm your mind and your breath a little bit before you can kind of uh, expand your awareness, so to speak. So you have to develop a little bit of the ability to come back from Neverland, from, well, not that place. Yeah. From dreamland, okay? That's all. So when you do that crappy practice, just sit there and when you notice that you're just lost in thinking how crappy this is, give the thought back and come back to the breath or the mantra, whatever you're, whatever you're using for your anchor. You can use anything for an anchor. 
for a very long time, my anchor has been just simple mindfulness of breathing and mindfulness of the body. And sometimes it's very scattered and sometimes it's very focused and I, you know, I watch whatever it is. But what I think the, the, the disconnect that I feel at the moment is, so I notice this, I feel uh, more connected, I feel less connected, the mind settles, the mind doesn't settle, I pay attention to this, I come back to the breath. But the idea that this in some way leads to knowing who I truly am or what I truly am, this is where I feel the disconnect. The, the idea that what you're going through will lead you to your to yourself is a dis, you're feeling, what do you, I don't understand. Yeah, so the, the practice is quite, um, seems quite settled. On some days the mind settles quietly and it's what I would like to call a good sit. And sometimes the mind is all over the place. It's a slightly less satisfying sit, I do it anyway. Um, the side effects of this, a calmer mind behaving better, feeling less prone to um, serious uh, damage to myself, you know, that kind of thing. This is all very worthwhile. But the idea of knowing who I am. You don't know. When a kid is playing out in the yard, he's just playing. He's not like, wow, I'm really playing now, aren't I? <laughs> you don't know. There's no one to know anything at that point. There's just being. It's, you're you're trying to control that. You're trying. You got some vision of, of uh, some idea of what it might, what it's going to be, and you're trying to manifest that. It, it's not. It couldn't be that. Just relax. Take it easy. Watch your breath, and allow the breath to calm itself. When you leave it alone, it will calm down. It'll calm. It'll slow down. It'll deepen. And if you want to be mindful of that. That's good, but it's not, it's not something to accomplish. You're trying too hard, you know? That's just, that's your stuff, trying too hard, you know? So, okay, so I'll tell you uh, this little story. So. In the 1800s, there was a great saint in India named Ramakrishna. You might have heard of him. Very famous these days. And uh, he talked about how the practice of the repetition of the name, how that works. So he said that every single repetition of one of these names is a seed, okay? A seed, just like a huge tree can be in a seed, has the potential of that tree, the energy of that huge tree is in a tiny little seed, for instance, right? So every repetition of one of these names is a seed in the same way. And he said, so these names, the seeds of the repetition of the name are thrown out into the wind by our, every time we repeat. And some of those seeds are carried by the wind onto the roof of an old house in the jungle. And they get caught in the tiles, between, between the tiles on the roof of this old house. And over time and seasons and wind and rain, snow and sun, the tiles start to get softer. They break down. And at that point, 
the seeds of the repetition of the name take root and they start to grow and they destroy the roof of the house and they keep growing and they destroy the walls of the house they destroy the whole house the seeds of the repetition of the name start growing and they destroy the roof and the walls of this house he says that house is who you think you are all the stuff who are you you're there how would we know you're a conglomeration of thoughts about it that's about it on that level and so the seeds of the repetition of the name destroy that house and a house is a temporary structure created for a reason in other words karmic reason created a house and inside the house and outside the house it separates the inside from the outside just like you're sitting here in your body the same way she's sitting there in her body it's two bodies and two spaces that are not apparently together not apparently the same but when the house is destroyed when the sense of a separate self a temporary structure like a house is destroyed there's only open space and there's no one being in the open space there's just presence being and you're freed from the constriction or the belief that you're a separate being around which all your stuff orbits your shame your fear your guilt your selfishness all that stuff gone goes around and orbits around somebody else because there's no planet of me anymore it's been the house has been destroyed the house is temporary me is temporary i hate to tell you that me is going to die with this body and a new me is going to be created from your karmic package with the next body that's what they say i don't know personally but that's what they say and that's what i say when i don't know what i'm talking about so take it easy i'll just i'll keep sitting thank you good idea or not good to keep sitting it's good but don't try so hard just sit there and be there but you're there whether you're aware of it or not so the deal is to try to become aware of being there for that i would it seems to me that i would find uh an object of awareness an object of concentration that you can stay with that will keep bringing you back i think the mindful is a little bit too amorphous for a lot of us it's too uh subtle now if you would go sometimes you can go to these retreats you know a week long 10 days meditation retreats either vipassana or loving kindness where you get a serious dose of it you get a, a it deepens your awareness your understanding of it or your experience of it and then you can take that back home where it will gradually dissipate completely so then you go back again but this but you need to find more deeper you know you need to find a way to to deepen what you're doing uh i mean you don't have to but when the longing is strong enough you'll be forced to so see how it feels hi hi 
I just wanted to express some gratitude to my father who passed away about three years ago of ALS and he was really scared of dying. Yeah. He had no spiritual connection with me. And he got really sick and tired of everybody telling him to meditate, to manage his pain. He's like, I'll do it if I want to, God damn it. <clears throat> and one day he was in the VA and I, I brought some Krishna Das. And I said, just listen. And we sat there in his hospital bed and we had his most beautiful moment just holding hands. Mm. And we both went to a place together. And he listened to the music nonstop until he passed pretty much. Beautiful. That's and awesome. uh, I arrived to the house maybe you know, an hour or so after he had passed and uh, his wife you know, said, yeah, he, he passed, yeah, listening to, to Krishna Das's favorite, which you played at the beginning, was, uh, uh -huh. Sita Ram, mm. Sita Ram. Mm. And uh, I could tell there was still a light coming out of his body, the way like you turn off a light bulb and the filament's still glowing a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to express that gratitude. It's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Hello, I just want to say thank you. I encountered you uh, in Canada in a road trip with one of my best friends uh, who is very fond of you uh, back in September. Mm -hmm. I have never seen you. This is the first time that I actually see you. Oh, yeah? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I am, uh, actually, you look way better in person. <laughs> This is uh, the before and after pictures. This is the this is the beyond the after. So I'm um, I'm very very happy. Again, uh, yes, I never even heard your name prior to last September. And you're lucky. <laughs> uh, on this road trip, my friend said, "I think you're gonna like this music." Huh. So she played one of your CDs. Sweet. And um, immediately, as I heard your voice, mm. I, I knew your voice before. I, I knew you before, and I feel my heart lit up. And again, this is a CD, I never even seen your face before. And I just heard your voice, and um, I knew your voice. Mm. So ever since I, you, I, I play you regularly, even at work, mm. I hear you, can you imagine? So um, very, very happy to be here also because I never knew who Nin Karoli Baba was? Mm -hmm. I, I still don't. <laughs> but anyhow, go ahead. I, I met him, I encountered uh, him through you. Sweet. Recently. And I also, I um, I love him. That's all I can say. I don't know how to express how I feel for uh, Nin Karoli Baba, but I, I love him. And I want to tell you that I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, Again, I just met you or encountered you again back in September through my uh -huh. girlfriend. And um, it's, it's uh, I don't know how to sing, you girls sing along, I don't know none of that. Good. All I know, <laughs> all I know is that I'm very, very happy that I encountered you again, because I know I met you again sometime before. Uh -huh. But um, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so, so beautiful. You okay, so you're beautiful. killing me. <laughs> and also, I got some flowers for Nim Karolibaba. I, I'm I sure he'll like them, you, thank you. So you oh. can give them to him. Okay. You give them to him. What do you, oh, yeah, I have to give them to him. Thank you so much, so beautiful. Uh, you know, there was, Maharaj had a great devotee named Dada. And if you want to read this, there's a book called The Near, no, By His Grace. By His Grace is the name of a book. And it's Dada's book. And it's a beautiful book, beautiful book. So, and after Maharaji left the body, we used to spend a lot of time at Dada's house in India. And he would just be talking about Maharaji all the time. So one day he looks, I, one day I, I must have been reverencing him him a little bit too much for his own comfort, right? So he said to me, he said, Krishnadas, he said, you know, okay, maybe I'm a step ahead of you. Maybe you're a step ahead of somebody else. He said, but we're all on this side, on this shore. Only he's gone beyond. We're all on the, we're all on the same side. You know, the other shore is, so to speak, this enlightenment, you know, being truth. We're just all schlogging around together. It's okay. It's all grace. It's all grace. I once asked Sidney Ma, you know, Maharaj, he, he used to say, I have the keys to the mind. And he looked at us and said, I could turn your minds against me. No, don't do that. Don't do that. He'd laugh. Ah, I can turn your mind against me. No, Baba, don't do that. He'd laugh. So, I said to Siddhima, I said, Ma, you know, Maharaji said he has the keys to the mind. So to me, that means that I am where he puts me, where he wants me to be. So Ma, is it grace? In other words, is it his doing? Or is it my effort that's important? What's the deal? So she said, Krishnadas, it's all grace. But you have to act like it isn't which is very far on. It's a done deal. None of this is happening. It just looks like it's happening. But because we believe it, we have choices to make, we have practices to do, we have karmas to perform, because everything is a karma, every thought is karma. So you want to create the karmas that will bring the goodness into your life and into the life of other people around you also since everything you do creates some kind of karma, let's, let's at least try to create some happiness for ourselves with our actions and others. So, Dada was too far out. These old guys were amazing. He had his story was he was a communist economics professor in England, in India, and uh, he had a group of friends, and they would get together and smoke cigarettes and drink tea and tell stories and all this stuff. But they're very worldly, so-called worldly people, not interested in any spirit. And Dada was completely against any spiritual stuff. So one day, he sees his wife and his aunt leaving the house. He said, where are you going? 
He said, she said, well, right across the street, there's that little house, tiny little mud house. And we heard that there's this Baba that goes there every once in a while. So we've been waiting to meet him. And we heard he's there, so we're gonna go over and see him. Good, go on, good, have a good time, bye. So two minutes later, they come back. And Dada said, what's wrong? Why are you back so soon? And his wife says, well, we walked into the house and before I could even bow to the Baba, he said, he called me by my name, Kamala. He said, Kamala, go back home. Your husband's friends are waiting for their tea. He said, he called me by my name, but I couldn't even believe it. So I sat down. And then two seconds later, he said, Nate, Kamala, go home, go home. Tomorrow, come back tomorrow, go. So she had to leave. So now Dada got interested. So the next day, he went over with his wife. They walk into this little house and it's very dark in there. They could hardly see the Baba sitting on this cot. And Dada walks in, the Baba gets up, he grabs Dada's arm, his hand, and he starts walking across the street to Dada's house, dragging Dada along. And he looks at Dada and says, from now on, I'll be staying with you. Now, just imagine you pull up to the stop and shop or something like that, you know, and this homeless guy says, hey, gets in your car. From now on, I'll be staying with you. I don't think so. Well, the thing about Dada was that he was very interested in karmic situation. So they walk across the street into Dada's house and Maharaji sits down on the cot and some people come over from the other house and some ladies start preparing some food, prasad, cutting up fruit, and more people start arriving. And that's how Dada became a devotee. From now on, I'll be staying with you. Excuse me? <laughs> he was something. He was incredible. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org. K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram. <laughs>